Give him a shout of praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your goodness and for your mercy and for your kindness. You are an amazing, wonderful, faithful, merciful God. We lift you up. We take this time right now this morning on this Sunday to make you big in our hearts and in our minds. We give you space in our lives, God. You're a good God. You're so, so very good. Amen. Amen. Why don't you say hello to somebody around you? Don't be shy. If you don't know somebody, go ahead and introduce yourself. the ushers to come forward as as a part of worship we're going to go ahead and receive our tithes and our offerings our giving it's another opportunity and another way that we can make God big in our lives or give him space is to give of our not only our time by being here but also of our resources by giving our funds back to him thank you heavenly father for all that you've blessed us with father we want to give back into your kingdom Father, we want to support what it is that you're wanting to do here in this community and beyond. We love you, God. Thank you so much for all that you do. Amen. Amen, amen. All right. Fantastic. Well, welcome. Welcome, everybody. If this is your first time, if you're a guest, we want to just say welcome. Thanks for being here. We do have a little guest card or a link online. If you would like to let us know that you're a guest here, we'd like to send you a thank you card, maybe uh, give you a phone call if you have any questions about Christian Fellowship Church and what it is we do, our mission or our vision here. Um, but we, we, we appreciate you coming. Thanks for taking, out, taking the time out of your weekend to come and be a part of what we're doing here this morning. We do have a gift for you as a guest on your way out. Uh, the lobby on your left side, there's a table with CF Paris coffee mugs on it, and somebody will be there to greet you if you have any other questions. Um, about Christian Fellowship Church. some burgers and hot dogs and you guys are going to be bringing the rest of the food um, and we're just going to hang out after church do a, a fellowship and have some water slides for the kids and just kind of uh, enjoy the heat of the summer I guess <laughs> no we'll uh, we'll have some tables in here you can sit in the air conditioning and uh, greet one another in fellowship we've, we've got a lot of new faces um, especially since VBX and so this is a great time to get to know one other one another a little bit better um, and find out you know who else is we just love to kind of know each other, right? So this is a good opportunity to be a part of that Sunday fun day. I'd love for you guys to come out to that Sunday after church, the 31st. Also want to let you know our high schoolers are currently at camp, so you can keep them in your prayers just so you know what's kind of going on there. We did some fundraiser earlier on, and so we're now seeing the fruit of that fundraising. We had 40 kids go to middle school camp, and we have 37 going to high school camp right now. So thank you all for all your support. Yeah. 
And so, um, and you're like, aren't you the youth pastor? Why aren't you there? It's like, well, we've got a team of great people. I don't have to be there. It's awesome. I went to the middle school camp. Listen, I need the, <laughs> I need the break. <laughs> but uh, the other thing, the last announcement before Pastor Corey comes up and preaches and gives us the message today uh, is we're having a men's work day. Some of y'all have heard about that coming up this Saturday. We're going to start that at 7 a.m. Uh, and we're going to go to about noon, but that's that's at Impact Terrace, which is 3rd Street and Sherman, which is just past the Farmer's Market, 3rd Street Southwest, not the other one. There's two locations. Anyway, so men, if you're available Saturday morning, uh, come for a couple hours, come for the whole time. Oh, wrong slide. Yeah, don't worry about that slide. That's This is different. Uh, men's work day is this Saturday. We don't want you to confuse that with this Saturday. So this Saturday is men's work day, 7 o'clock. You've got some time. We're going to be doing um, grinding some floors, tape floating, texturing walls, uh, painting inside, outside. So come on out. If you have any more questions about that, find me, Greg, or Pastor Corey, and we can give you some direction. After that, Saturday evening, 5 o'clock. Everybody say 5 o'clock. All right, five to seven, we're doing a men's uh, barbecue get-together here at the church. After that, to kind of celebrate the work day, and also uh, Pastor Ron is coming in. He's going to be speaking to the men five to seven this Saturday. We try to want to get it out, get done by seven, because I know there's some other stuff going on in town. We want everybody to be able to do all the things that they want to do. So I think that's all my announcements. That was a lot. I'm sorry. Y'all didn't come for that. You came for hearing the word. So Pastor Corey, come on up. <laughs> always fun to start your own clap right? like when it's forced it's just not the same when it's forced um, <laughs> uh, continuing real quickly with this uh, with our men's get together this next weekend guys men please if you're tuning in online couldn't make it today if you're here today and don't know what I'm talking about what Brandon's talking about uh, for starters, just as a, a segue back, our VBX, every year we've done VBX and, and just created this uh, amazing opportunity for hundreds of kids. We've had hundreds of volunteers, hundreds of kids pass through, and yet every year uh, in, in my talking with our team, one of the things we've said is, guys, we, we need to be able to extend this. We've got all of this stuff that that it needs to go somewhere besides a storage attic or, or uh, you know, the thought of maybe we're going to use it sometime later. And so this year, I was really excited. One of the things that we were able to do was gather up all of our stuff that we used through VBX, the stuff that would, would carry over, uh, and team up with a, uh, a church, a Hispanic church here in town called Casa de Paz, um, and all of our decorations, our stuff, are going to be able to go to them. They were able to come and be a part of our VBX, kind of watch the stuff that we did. All of our materials, all of everything that we took went to Casa de Paz. Um, they're going to be running their own VBX here in, in a, a few, few weeks' time, which is just an amazing thing in and of itself. But Casa de Paz, the pastor there, is the one who actually, uh, they started the Impact Paris movement, or, or the Impact Paris building, um, as an outreach from their church. Impact Paris has been feeding families now, 200-plus um, uh, families, 
every week for the last, Greg, am I wrong? Has it been, how many years has Impact Paris been in operation feeding families? Offhand, roughly? Five, six years. Um, just a, an amazing facility they've got over on the, uh, kind of over by, uh, if you know where the farmer's market is, from the farmer's market, you can see it, southwest. Um, but y'all, gentlemen, please, next week, 7 a.m., we're going to be over there. Um, we'll probably have some tacos, some donuts, something, to, but, I mean, you know, come, come ready. Um, we're hoping to uh, get some stuff done on their facility. There was a, another church that actually helped this last weekend, just yesterday, start a lot of the work. Um, and shout out to them. That was Impact Church that uh, went over and did some work yesterday on their facility. But we want to try and uh, take that and help find a finish out what it is that, that was started. Um, so if y'all can be there next week, 7 a.m., um, that will be awesome. And then next week. Uh, Saturday evening. If you can't make it to that, at least, gentlemen, please, y'all come out from 5 to 7. We're going to have some great barbecue uh, as well as some, uh, just a, a quick word of encouragement from Ron Corzine. Um, and then next week, Sunday, Sunday, everybody gets to hear Ron Corzine. Um, initially, I was going to wrap up my Samson series next week and just make Ron sit on the front row and watch me. Um, but I, I called him up and I said, hey, what's the opportunity we get to, we get to hear from you this next Sunday? So y'all be here next week. There's going to just be a whole lot going on. Um, I have taken up a lot of time saying all that. All right, so wrapping up my, uh, my Samson series. If you've missed the last few weeks, um, we're looking at one of, uh, one, of, one of the Bible's probably most frustrating characters. A, a man, Samson, I, I have no control. I'm terribly sorry over the, the slides. Thank you, sir. Um, Samson, Samson was given so much, so much by God. Called by God from birth. Empowered with supernatural strength. Supernatural strength that was going to be used to fulfill the call of God on his life. The call of God on his life was to be able to start the, uh, the, 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 the break free from the Philistines. The, there was the, the, the Philistines had this oppressive rule over the Israelites at that time. And so God was starting the, the, uh, this moment of, of deliverance from that oppressive hand. And Samson was supposed to be that man, was supposed to be that guy, but even though... Even though he was given all of this power, all, all this divine, supernatural calling and strength, he, like so many of us, messed up time and time and time and time and time and time again. He kept just failing. He was an incredibly strong man with a, a dangerously weak will. He continually broke his, his vows to God. He, he touched things he wasn't supposed to touch. He chased women he wasn't supposed to chase. He, he drunk things he wasn't supposed to drink. 
all of it, all of it culminating in the cutting of his hair, which, which he vowed to God he wasn't going to do. His promise to God broken. Another one of his problems is he was driven by emotion as opposed to being led by the Spirit. That's, that's a problem for a lot of us. For a lot of us, continually, time and time again, our emotions get out of control. And we end up letting our emotions steer us, our emotions lead us, rather than allowing the Spirit to guide us. And what happens in those moments is step by step, it leads down a, a destructive path. We don't ruin our lives all at once. It's, it's typically just one step right after the other. The failure, whether it's inept or, or, or inexcusable, whatever, the failure to simply turn around. I'm titling uh, today's message as we wrap up, uh, Failing Forward. And I want to pick up in the story where we left off last week. Um, Samson, while he's supposed to be delivering God's people, is, is instead enslaved to the Philistines. He's a prisoner. His eyes have, have been gouged out. He's in shackles. He's fastened to uh, what's kind of like this big grinding wheel, this wooden grinding stone wheel. <laughs> it's typically a job that was reserved for oxen to push this thing, grinding Typically four oxen moving this thing around, maybe, maybe two, and now Samson under his own strength. Which again, remind you, all of everything that the Philistines are doing is, is just to mock him, to belittle him. Because under God's strength, he was able to do so many feats. So many different things, the things that, that we, we do flannel graphs in Sunday school about. Yet now, under his own strength, he, he can't do any of it. Under his own strength, all they can do is, is just laugh at him as he tries, as they, as they compel him with whips and torture to continue to try. That's all he can do. Try. Everybody around mocking him, throwing stuff at him, making fun of him. It, it doesn't get any lower than this point for Samson. The, uh, the key thought that, that I, I want us to, to kind of focus in on today is what do you do when, when you realize you've blown it? Because every single one of us, every single one of us, we're going to come to a point in time, if, if we haven't already, then, then we for sure at least will come to a point of failure in our lives. And in that moment, what do you do when, you've when, you, when you come to that recognition, when you come to that realization, what do you do in that moment? In that moment when you recognize that you've wasted years that God gave you. 
in that moment when you recognize the, that you've, you've, you've squandered, you've wasted gifts he's given you. What do you do in that moment when, when you've done things that you can't undo? Now you're embarrassed by your actions. You've, you've hurt the very people that you love. What do you do then? In that moment, what do you do then? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal in typicals here. The problem for, for men is typically men, we take failure uh, very, very personally. Typically, men and women find value differently. I think we can all agree. Men and women find value typically differently. And, and women, on, on, they find value in relationships. Women typically find value in relationships. Do you like me? Are we friends? And from there, it's now we can hug together. We can, we can cry together. We can do everything together. It's relational for women. Everything. We can do it together. Let's, let's go to the bathroom together. <laughs> Typically, you will never hear a man say, Because typically for a man, it's not about relationships, it's about accomplishments. We find value in accomplishments. Do we measure up? Did I, did I do good in, in this? Did, did we win? It's typically more about do you see what I've done? And so... So when we fail, we, we tend to take it personally. When we fail, we tend to take it personally. All of a sudden, it, it's this moment of, of, of who I am caused this failure. We often feel like we can't recover from failure. Generally speaking... A man's greatest fear is failure. And his greatest pain is often regret. For most men, typically, uh, we, we don't want to fail. We want to measure up. We, we want to be successful. And, and so then when we don't live up to expectations, whether, whether those expectations are our own or, or whether they're the expectations of somebody else, it typically leads to our greatest pain, which is regret. Those moments of, of men, if only, I, I, I just, I wish... I wish I could have. I, I should have done this differently. If only, why didn't I? And it plays out so many different ways in our lives. It's, it's the guy who's stuck. Stuck in a situation he created trying to explain something that's inexplicable. Why he, why he betrayed a vow, chasing after after something, somewhere. 
now facing the regret of betraying a spouse. Or, or it, it, could be, it could be the guy whose marriage is dead. His, his wife knows it's dead. He knows it's dead. He hates that it's dead. And yet, and yet, I, I mean, if I can honestly say it isn't man enough to do something about it, to fix it, to work on it. Or, or, it, could, or it could be the guy, the guy that, that daily, daily, he, he, he feels like the career he's in is beneath him. Daily, he struggles with this, this thought of failure because he knows he's living paycheck to paycheck every week in, week out. His friends seem to be doing better, and he feels like a failure because of it. Sometimes, a lot of times, it's... It's not even the failure that we see on the outside, it's the failure we feel on the inside. It's, it's that thought, that knowledge, that, that promise that you made to yourself, the, the promise you made to God. God, I, I promise I'll never, I'll never. And then, and then here you are days later finding yourself in the same situation, the same, the same rut, the same cycle, the same circle. Having done it again, internally feeling like such a failure. The beauty, <laughs> the beauty of this story, the beauty of the story of Samson is, is it teaches us a principle that, that just because you failed at something, that does not make you, it does not mean that you are a failure. What we need to recognize, what you and I need to recognize, is even though we use it contrary, a failure is an event. A failure is never a person. A failure is an event. A failure is never a person. Samson. Samson failed over and over and over and over, and yeah, he failed over and over and over again. I, I, I mean, fails to the point where it looks like there ain't no way that God could ever use him. There ain't no way that God could even acknowledge him after what he did. There's no way God's going to use him. I mean, sure, we, we, we talk about the love of God, and God, God will love him. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed. But that, that's, that's our response. Like, if somebody fails, sure, God loves them, but, but no, we, there's no use for them. And yet, instead, instead of that, what we see, what we see is a God who still accomplishes his purpose even through a man that repeatedly, repeatedly could not get it right. The story of Samson, I'm here to tell you today, tells us that just because you're down does not mean you're out. You, wherever, wherever you find yourself today, whatever circumstance you find yourself surrounded in, you're not a failure. You're not a failure. 
A failure is an event, never a person, guys. And today, today it's about failing forward. I, I want to pick up the, the story in Judges chapter 16, verse 23. And, and in, starting in verse 23, it says this. Now the rulers of the Philistines assembled to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their god. And to celebrate, saying, our god Dagon has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hands. Now, to kind of explain what's going on, this, this is, Dagon was the god of the harvest for the Philistines. The god of the harvest. And this was an event, a, 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 a celebration of harvest. And so there was this celebration in the temple of Dagon, which, which would have looked more, more like a, a coliseum. This massive covered coliseum supported by these massive pillars in the center, supporting the top, coming down to kind of these external pillars around the outside that then supported uh, columns, rows of seats, all kind of facing towards this center area. It, it, it's, it's guesstimated, scholars say that there would have been at a minimum 3,000 people to gather for this festival, somewhere uh, possibly more likely upwards of 5,000. They're worshiping Dagon and, and they continue, all the people praising Dagon in, in verse 24, it says, they cried out, our God has delivered our enemy into our hands. The one who laid waste our land. Remember, remember who was Samson? Samson was the one that in a fit of anger grabbed 300 fox tying their tails together as couples, 150 fox couples running with a torch that he lit behind them through their fields. Burning up their crops, their storehouses. The one who laid waste our land and multiplied our slain. Multiplied our slain. It, it was after that incident that, that Samson, when they came to arrest him, to kill him, he killed a thousand of their soldiers with the jawbone of a donkey. Continuing in verse 25, it says, While they were in high spirits, they shouted, Bring out Samson to entertain us. So they called Samson out of the prison and he performed for them. Again, everything done just in humiliation. He has no strength in and of himself. So it's throwing stuff at him. Carry this, Samson, watching him struggle. It's, it's just these stupid demeaning feats all the while, the chance of defeat us now. Here's a jawbone. Come at him, reenact the whole thing, this time just belittling him, beating him down. It doesn't get any lower for this than this moment. He, he, he's performing in, in his misery. It, it's not a performance to him. To them, that's what it is. It's a mockery. It's, it's a laughing stock. But to him, it's, it's a struggle. It's, it's a hate. Of life itself. He's shamed in front of God's enemies. He's failed massively. He's failed massively. There's, there's two responses typically to failure. 
there's two responses. The natural response is remorse. Remorse is an acknowledgement of what happened, but, but it, it really is, I, I feel bad about what I did. I feel bad about getting caught. I, I shouldn't have done it. I feel remorseful about it. Sometimes remorse even, even kind of, uh, it, it turns inward. I'm, I'm a bad person because of this. I'm, I'm horrible. I have no future. I, I, this is the way it's always going to be. I, I hate my life. It's, it's a remorse. But then those, those inwards usually kind of project outward onto others. A lot of times we'll also see these moments of, yes, I, there's, I'm, I'm the victim here, but it's, it's not my fault. If, if only they would have, if, if things would have been different. I never asked for this. It's, it's remorse. The better response, though, is, is going to be repentance. Hear me, repentance is owning it, acknowledging it, and, and recognizing your fault within it. I blew it. It's not just an acknowledgement of wrong, though. It's so much more so it's a turning away from that which you know is wrong Turning towards that which you know is right. That's repentance. Remorse. Remorse continually looks back on all the things done wrong, focusing more on the bad. Repentance literally is turning from the lower to that which is higher. In the Greek, so you, you, you take the word repent. Re means turn. Pent is to that which is higher. So it's a literal acknowledgement of recognizing you're turning away from that which is low, your sinful ways, and turning away towards that which is higher, towards God's ways. It's not just, I feel bad about this, but more so it's I'm, I'm turning completely to God, allowing him to redeem me for his purpose. Guys, every one of us, every one of us, we have and we will do some things that we can't undo. You can't undo that, that bad thing you did. You, you can't unsay what it is you said. But you can repent. And I, I truly believe that Samson comes to a point in his life where in a moment of repentance, he remembers who it was that he was created to be. He remembers what that pastor said that one time it, in that one service. Or, or that youth pastor said that one time at that church camp back when and but, but in this moment, whatever moment, whatever thought that he comes back to in this moment of repentance, he remembers who it was he was created to be. Starting 
with the obvious, the simple acknowledgement, man, I, I know, I know that I know I'm fed up, I'm tired of this. I, I wasn't created to be the entertainment to my enemies. Enough's enough. I wasn't created for this. I was, I was set apart by God. I was supposed to do something significant. My prayer today, my hope, is that there will be some people in here who are going to remember that you were created to honor, to glorify God with your life, with your finances, with your every day, with your family. I pray that you remember who you were created to be. That you don't allow your spiritual enemy to, to lure you into to a, a, an attitude of remorse. Looking back, man, I, oh, I wish I could have. Oh, I shouldn't have. I, I, I shouldn't have. Or, 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 or if, only, if, only, if only they would have been. I pray today that God leads you into an attitude of repentance. An attitude which says, I'm, I'm not going to let what I did stop me from doing what it is that God wants me to do. That's it. Come on. <laughs> it's simply turning away from the sin that you're in and turning back to God. You can't change your past. You cannot change your past, but, but you can change your future. You can change your future. You're not your failures. You are not your failures. Rather, you are who God says you are. Samson realizes this. Watch this in, in verse 26. It says, when they stood him among the pillars, again, remember these giant pillars in the center of, of this, this, this Colosseum, supporting the weight. It says, Samson said to the servant who held his hand, put me where I can feel the pillars that support the temple so I can lean against them. Remember, he's, he's remembering. He's exhausted. He's worn out, he's fed up, he's exhausted in the power of his own strength. But remembering, remembering the strength that he had when God was with him. In verse 28 it says, then Samson prayed to the Lord, O sovereign Lord, remember me. O God, please, please strengthen me just once more. In other words, God, I've, I've, I've blown it too many times to count. But God, if you just give me just one more. God, just one more. Give me your strength one more. What is it? broken 
This was the same man we talked about just weeks ago that, that wanted everything to be about himself. This was his story. This was, I want everyone to know my story. Now broken. It's no longer about him. Now, now he recognizes it's, it's, all, it's always only all about God. In this moment, I, I think he's saying, I, I'm, I'm no longer the main character of this story. God, it's, it's you and you alone. You're, you're the main character, and everything I have, everything within me now, I, I want to use to honor you, to glorify you. Again, at his lowest, massive public humiliation. Nobody, nobody believes there's anything good left in this guy. But internally, internally there's a private moment. Internally there's something different. Internally he's, he's crying out to God. And I'm praying internally there's people that are going to have that same heart cry today. Just one more time, God. One more chance. Give me your strength. God, let, let me use my life to leverage what it is that you've given me. Watch, watch as we continue on as God shows us that even in our failures, God can still accomplish his purposes. Even in our failures, God can still accomplish his purposes. I mean, this is amazing news. Watch this. In, in verse 29, it says this. Then Samson reached toward the two central pillars on which the temple stood. Bracing himself against him, his, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. And then Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And then he pushed with all of his might. And down came the temple on the rulers and all the people within it. Thus, thus he killed many more when he died than when he lived. Crying out to God, God, I need your strength. And then pushing the pillars down. The pillars of of this temple that, that encased and withheld him and all of the misery that he lived in. Everything at that moment came crumbling down. Everything in that moment destroyed more of God's enemies than, than even in his lifetime. Guys, <laughs> even, even in your failures... I pray you hear me. Even in your failures, God can still use you. Even though you've messed up, it's not over yet. You're not done. There's, there's more within you. But you're going to have to quit living in the remorse of the past. I, I shouldn't have. I'll, man, I'll never be. Uh, they'll, never, they'll never trust me again. Financially, financially, I'm never going to recover from this. <laughs> I'll never make anything out of this career. If I may, with love, quit your whining. <laughs> quit your whining. 
recognize in Christ the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead, that allowed Christ himself to rise from the dead, is now alive and well inside of you. You're not a, 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 an outcome based off of a failure. No, God says you're so much more. Or keep whining about it. <laughs> In love. <laughs> you may be down, but you're not out. You can be the righteous man of God that he says you are. God's not finished with you yet. It's, it's, it's time we learn how we go about failing forward. And what I'm hoping today is failing forward is recognizing the temples, the pillars in your life the pillars in your life that, that hold up the temples, that hold up the areas that, that are holding you down. Do you recognize what those pillars are in your life? And, and, and get specific. For some of you, what I'm, I'm talking about areas in our life, you're going to need to recognize the pillars of pride in your life. It's, it's pride that that keeps us in so many different areas encased in these, in these tombs of temples that, 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 that we're the entertainment of. Can you recognize it? Can you acknowledge it? And then what are you going to do about it? And look, you're going to have to get specific. I, I'm going to break it to you. Men, men, we're simple. But ladies, ladies, we're simple. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. We're simple. Look, y'all are looking at me like I'm stupid. Y'all don't recognize that? I, I, have, I, have, I have been given the gift, and I walk in the gift of forgetfulness. <laughs> I'm good at it. Men, we do that, right? Okay, we're simple. So, so I'm looking right now. Women, they're already thinking this through. Men, men you're going to have to pull out a piece of paper and write something down. Pull out your phone, open up notes, and, and acknowledge what, what area, what pillar in your life do you need to push down? Get real with yourself. Get real with yourself. Acknowledge this moment. Acknowledge the opportunity. Acknowledge where you're at. What pillars are you going to push down and how are you going to do it? I, I mentioned pride. There's, there's always that, that thought running through, man, there, there's this, this issue, this situation, whatever it is, this thing that I know that, that, that I wish I didn't, that I wish hadn't, that I wish wasn't, whatever it is, but and I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to get out of whatever it is. It, Whether it's an addiction. And nothing in you will just acknowledge to somebody else, man, I'm hurting here. Oh, I, can, I, can, 
fight it. I can do it. I can, I can, I can, I can, and over and over and over again. Can you acknowledge it? Can you recognize those pillars? It might be a lie that, that you've, you've set yourself up in, something that you, you've presented yourself in some sort of way, some sort of fashion, and now here you are looking at the situation and, and, and people are recognizing and it might be time to, to recognize the areas of pride that don't allow us to just simply say, man, I'm hurting, I'm struggling, I need help. For others of you here, it, it, it could be anger. Anger's, anger's a big one. <laughs> and the whole while, we're the entertainment for the rest of the world in our temple of anger. They'll laugh at you. They'll mock you. They'll make fun of you. They'll even prod you and, and goad you into it just to see it. Can you acknowledge it? Can you push down the pillars? And, and, and here's where, here's, here's where, where we got to be real with ourselves, where the rubber meets the road. We, we, we can't just say, I, I want something to be different because you've done that before. You've done that time and time and time again. You can't just say you want something to be different and yet not do anything different. If you want a different result, you've got to do something different. That may mean that, may mean that you, you call and set up counseling. Why, 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 is, <laughs> why, why is there a taboo? Why are you scared of it? It may be that you, you acknowledge and check yourself in for rehab. Your families, man, they're hurting, and, and they, they can try and try and try all they want to, but until you recognize the situation you're in, it's, they can't fix it for you. Some of you need to just simply confess to somebody, I need help. Those are, those are the simple, <laughs> simple practical side. Spiritually? Spiritually, some of you just need to simply stop being an every now and then, sometimes church attender. Start being a man of God. God, it's quiet. Woo! Man, it got quiet. Aren't you glad you got your butt up and got in church this morning? So to all those online, yeah, we're talking to you. But it's, it's, it's not even just about showing up on a Sunday morning. It's about getting involved. It's about building a family. It's about building relationship. It's about finding the very people that you can say, man, I, I need help. It's recognizing those guys in a simple Tuesday morning, 6.30, when somebody shares their heart about a prayer request or something. And, and in that moment, you know those guys. Those guys are praying for that guy right there. 
they've got each other. <laughs> it's stepping up, getting involved in church, getting your family involved in church. And then, and then, God, man, and then watch, watch, watch. I promise you, watch as you grow spiritually. I'm telling you, watch as you grow spiritually. It's, it's not about pretending that you're, you're going to do something about it eventually, someday, maybe when things are different and things change. And No, lead your way out of it. Lead your way out of it. Don't waste another day. Do something different today. You've got a calling on your life. Don't wallow in the past. Turn around from it. Turn away from it. No more remorse. Well, I feel, I feel bad. I feel guilty. <laughs> Man, do something different. Do something different. Turn away from sin. Turn to God. But I promise you, when you do, watch as he shows you. You may be down, but you're not out. You have resurrection power within you. You and I, as followers of Christ, have resurrection power within us. Don't, don't, just, don't just be stronger. I look, so I, this whole story, it proves everything time and time again. Satan loves to make strong men weak. I, I, I've, heard, I've heard scholars, some say that, that while Samson was a ladies' man, they don't think that he was much of like a muscular man. In fact, it's, it's thought that he was just a typical Israelite male figure that all of a sudden, under the spirit of God, not, not, not the biceps of Popeye, you know, not, but all of a sudden just performed these miraculous feats. I mean, in our minds, we, we want to we wanna picture the outside. We want to we wanna see Samson, you know, muscular and, and fit, and all of a sudden he's like, you know, and just shoves everything aside, rips the jawbone of a donkey, and he's just like, I can, I can still see the, like, the Bible pictograph I had as a kid that showed Samson just like blood splattering. I'm like, this is in the Bible. As a kid, I'm reading this, like, Samson, it's, it's thought that he was just a typical Israeli male, and but then in the acknowledgement of the, the spirit, the presence of God in his life, who God was in his life, all of a sudden he'd, he'd just step into these miraculous roles. Samson was you and I. Don't just try to improve yourself. Just be a better man. I'm, I'm encouraging you today. And, and again, this is all of us, ladies included, men. But men, be a man of God. 
And then push the pillars down. Die to yourself and live for him. Push the pillars down. Now, here's the thing that I'm going to blow your mind real quickly about Samson as I close. I'm going to have the, the worship team go ahead and come on up. And, and I, so I'm going to wreck your thought of Samson. What Samson did, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't all that. I mean, it was. <laughs> Pushed down a temple, the whole thing comes down crashing, lots of people. Yes, it was. But I don't think there's, I don't think there's a man in here. That given a situation, wouldn't immediately rise to the occasion to save the ones he loved for something he believes in. If an, in, uh, an intruder breaks into your home, you're grabbing a lamppost and, and you're, you're taking the intruder out for, for the love of your family, for the love of your home, for the love of what's yours. I think any individual, especially any man in here, would give their life once. Once. <laughs> Paul said, I die daily. See, the difference is, while, while, while the feat of Samson, what, what, what he did was, was incredible, the task itself was easy. Each and every one of you will give your life for someone you love for what's right. But this, Christianity, it's, 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 it's daily. It's, it's admitting you're, you're going the wrong way. Repenting, turning to God again daily. Every morning when you wake up. Every night before you go to bed. It's coming back before God. It's not living in regret. God, I'm, I'm so sorry I did this again. God, I'm... No, it's, it's coming before him and saying, Jesus, I'm repenting. And because of the life that you are, I know this... This is washed white as snow. It's washed clean. It's gone. I, I no longer have to be subject to, to that temple, to that bondage. God, I'm, I'm pushing those pillars aside. I'm breaking it down. With your strength, with your spirit, God, I pray that you change this. I pray today that there would be some individuals it would rise up and would lead. It would rise up and would lead. With every head bowed, every eye closed, what I want to do. Lord, across this room, Father, I, I, I pray for those that are tuning in. Lord Jesus, I, I pray that your spirit would, would do a work. A work within each and every one of our lives, Lord God, that right now, that we would recognize the, the temples that, that are currently encasing the areas, Lord God, where we're the entertainment. 
And that your spirit would do a healing, Lord God. That, that, that your spirit would rise up within us, Father. That, that we, would, we would be able to daily, Lord God, push aside the pillars that the enemy wants to construct in our lives. And God, that no matter, no matter what it is that we've done in the past, Father, that we would repent, turning towards who you created us to be. Thank you, Father. Across this room as we continue to play. You know, play number two for me. As we continue to pray real quickly, what I want to do is, uh, as I wrap up, um, I, 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 I really do feel that there's people here today that, that uh, God is revealing some stuff to you. Through this series, maybe, maybe you were here week one and you heard something. I, I, look, just... I truly believe that there's people here today that God has revealed some things to you. Could be recognizing that you've been led emotionally rather, rather than by the Spirit. It could be recognizing that in whatever area of life, in whatever way you, you recognize you've, you've been stepping away from God, just simple steps by steps, where, wherever it's led you to this point. Maybe, you, maybe you've blown it, you've screwed up, you've messed up, and, and, and you, feel, you feel bad about it, but, but now you're wondering, can I ever go back? Can it, can it be good again? I believe that today, today God is speaking to people. You are not what you did. You are who it is that I say you are. God speaking to you even now. If, if that's you, man, I, I, I'd love to just pray with you real fast, real quick. If that's you, if you recognize yourself in any area, I, I truly do want to pray for you. Awesome. If you'll just extend a hand up in the air. Awesome, awesome. I want to pray for you. Awesome, 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 awesome. God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everybody, let's go ahead and stand up, if you will. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of your Son, Lord God, the death upon Calvary's cross that today says, my sins are forgiven. But Lord, so, Lord, just, just as much as, as, as we rejoice in, in, in our sins being washed clean, Lord God, that grace, that acknowledgement, that mercy that was, was extended, Lord God, maybe, maybe even more so today we, we acknowledge and recognize the joy of the Spirit of Christ that, that Jesus himself said, I go so that, so that this one can come and fill you up much more powerful than I. So today, Lord God, I, I pray we recognize in acknowledging your Son, we have the gift of your Spirit alive and well inside of us. And it's that Spirit, Lord God, that gives us the strength today to tear down, to push aside any pillar that would stand in the way of what God has for us. 
And so today, Lord God, with hands raised across this room, we join together, we pray. With people tuning in even now, Lord God, we pray and we thank you. We push aside, Lord God, those pillars, holding those temples, tearing down those walls, Lord God. We pray that today we would be different. Because we've been in the presence of the King, because we've been in the presence of the God, Lord God, who who has come inside, who has created us alive, who has given us gifts, who loves us even when, even when we didn't care. And God, because of that, we cannot be the same. So Lord, we stand here today under the power, under the transformation power of your son not in and of our own strength Lord Jesus but but standing in yours thank you Lord Jesus Lord God I pray that just as as our scripture here says Exodus 34 10 Lord Jesus that, that Father as we acknowledge your work in our lives as we acknowledge your word over lives, Lord Jesus, that the people we live among would see wonders, wonders never before done. Lord God, that they would see the awesome work that you are doing in and through us right here in this place, your people. Lord God, we thank you for the gift of your son and for the gift of your spirit to lead us, to guide us through it all. Father, I pray for men that would be willing to acknowledge their weakness, their failures. Lord God, only in doing so, knowing that it's then that we rise up in your strength. Thank you, Father, for all that you are. It's in your name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Guys, come on. I look forward to seeing you men next week, Saturday, 7 a.m. to 12, if you can, to work. But for sure, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., right back up in here in the air conditioning. God bless you all.